you could have the best DP in the world. Yeah. But if you've got shit styling, yeah. it's going to look like crap. If the lighting's crap, it's going to look like crap. If the grip doesn't know what he's doing and the camera doesn't move the way it's supposed to move, it's going to look like crap. Yeah. So I think it is about the sum of all the parts coming together and the choice of those people is crucial. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast. Um, so today we have a special we have a special guest. His name is Kim. Um, most of the direct, most of the producers that I spoke to, you know, about our today's guest, you know, um, they were really excited that he's coming to the podcast, and um, they can't wait to hear from him to hear what he's going to, you know, to be sharing with everyone on this podcast. You know, so his name is Kim. Um, I let him introduce himself. His name, his name is Kim Heldenex. I'm not sure if saying it right. Perfect. You got it. <laughs> yeah, goodness. But I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let him, you know, um, do a proper intro um, 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 for himself. What's up, Kim? Dylan, nice to meet you. Thanks nice to for, meet you. for the invitation. It's yes, quite an honor you. to be here with you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, man, for, I mean, um, for, um, for accepting this invitation. Um, it means a lot to us. Thanks um, for It means invite. a lot to our community as well, um, podcast community, and our viewers and the listeners as well. It means a lot. Thank you so much, man. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to give the floor to you. Just tell us about yourself, you know, who's Kim and, um, yeah. Do I speak to you, to the cameras, or do I just, um, I mean, we just talk to each other? It's a conversation between the Great. two of us. So, um, as you know, my name's Kim Geldenes. I'm a director. Um, I'm an owner of a company called 307 Films. Uh, I started in production 27, maybe even 30 years ago. I've been in the business a long time. Yeah. Uh, I started a company before 307, which is called Egg Films, um, Egg Films way yeah. back in the day. And prior to that, I was a stills photographer in the fashion industry. So I know this little studio quite well, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was in fashion. That's kind of what I did for yes. about four or five years. And then I got into, it was very evident for me that I wanted to kind of go beyond that like hundredth of a second or thousandth of a second. You know, I wanted to explore performances and people sure. and human, human interaction. And that became very um, very enticing and very inviting and very interesting for me. And that's yes. why I got into film. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've sort of done commercials most of my career. And we're busy at the moment making a very big move towards long form. And wow. all our efforts are being sort of are very heavily focused towards getting a particular feature made that we've sure. been working on for a couple of years. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you're talking about egg. You know, yes. um, so, so, so Egg was your, was your first, you know, baby. Yes. Or was your first life in terms of films, when yeah. it comes to film. Yeah. So, I mean, um, started, I mean, I've been in the film now for almost 20 years. I've started as a PA myself. You, you know, I've, I've PA'd some of Egg commercials, you know, stuff like that. So, can you please just tell us about, like, the, the Egg journey? You know, because most of the people, they know Egg films, and Egg films is, is no longer in the picture now, right? It's there. It's, it's still operating. Yeah. Oh, really? Colin Hard's still there. Okay. Um, he became our partner after a couple of years. So I started it with, with um, Neil Ace. We started Neil Ace, Egg. The, the first AD? Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We started, we started Egg together um, and we ran the company together for uh, a couple of years. Sure. Um, it was very successful from, right from the get-go. It was great. Um, yes. We had, a, we had a really super run. And then... Um, Neil went back to ADing. Um, I ran the company on my own for a couple of months. Then Colin Howard came on board. He was producing for Keith Rose at the time at Velocity. Mm -hmm. And then he came on board and became my partner. And we, we operated 
egg for a couple of years together as a team. And then I went to LA. I moved to LA for about two years and I came back. And then after returning from LA, I started at 307 on my own. I wanted to go back to like a, a small single director entity, you know. Sure, sure. Um, just kind of where I'd come from, you know. It was what I'd started. Egg was a single director entity when we started. Yeah. It grew, it became very successful. Um, I kind of just wanted to go back to that sort of single source company, you know. Sure, uh, sure. So that's why we started at 307. At 307's name, I, interestingly enough, is kind of like uh, – came from waking up at literally 0307 in the morning. It was like my witching hour, you know. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, sorry, I was actually thinking about that this morning as I was preparing. Yeah. That, you know, I'm thinking that probably 0307 is coming from waking up in the morning. It is exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have this thing where I wake up in the middle of the night, you know. Like, yeah. I can pass out like that. Yeah. You know, like half past nine, ten. It'll take me a couple of seconds and I'm gone. But come two, three in the morning, wake up. And that's when my brain really kicks in, you know. Sure. And I start to think about stuff, and so I make my, all my notes, and and then I'll fall asleep again for like another hour <laughs> or two just before I get up. But that that is like my witching hour, you know. Yes. And that's where the name came from. Yes. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy. So, um, like, how was it for you, like, um, in terms of like leaving Egg, Egg Films, like Egg Films, like it's quite a huge company and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. It you, was it was hard because it was my family. You yeah. Know? But I had, a, I had a vision of something that I wanted to do and go back to and do again, you know. Yes. Um, I was, I, I was, I was um, yeah, it was, a, it was a very tough call to leave. There were yeah. a lot of great people there, a lot of people that I loved dearly, and it, it really was my extended family, you know. Sure. So it was very, very hard to leave. But I had something that I wanted to do and achieve, and um, I wanted to be autonomous. I wanted my own space. I wanted to be on my own. I didn't want to... I don't want to be a part of something, you know, I guess, bigger. Yes. And I just wanted to go back to, yeah, as I said, a single source entity, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we did. But then a CS7 grew, you know, and we ended up with like four or five directors and yeah. you know, it became crazy big again. And I've now gone back to a single entity company, you know. So yes. we, we sadly had to leave and lose everybody again because it just, it became too busy and what, what I felt and found was happening was that I wasn't able to focus on my long-form career. Yes, yes. So we, we, we really had to make a, a strong decision to kind of like, in order to find the time and not worry about anybody else or yeah. their careers and that I had, I had to go back to that single source. That makes sense. Ent- entity, you know? That makes sense. So, Which um, again was very sad. It was terrible. I, yeah, I, loved, I loved everybody. You know, we I were can like, imagine. They were, they were like... It was a really cool crew, you know. Yeah. We, had a, we had an amazing, amazing bunch of people working there, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I mean, tell us, like, in your early stages, like, um, um, starting like O three O seven K now, like you've done with Egg Films, and then now, like, do you like take some time out of of, of film for some time to think <laughs> of what you're gonna do, or do you shoot straight into like opening O three? Or did you have the idea of O three seven while you were still at Egg, or you left Egg thinking about like? Think of like, what am I going to do now? You know, I have an idea. Let me just yeah. take some time off. Oh. No, I mean, I went, I went to LA mm. because I wanted to have a new experience and I wanted to work in the American market. So sure. um, while I was still at Egg and still directing through Egg, I was in LA for two years. Oh, okay. And then when I came back, um, I just felt like I wanted to start something new again, you know. Sure. So it was only on my return that I suddenly realized that I wanted to start a new company. Mm. Um, with the f- 
future goal of getting into long form. Sure. I, did, I did some amazing performance classes while I was in LA. Yes. I learned a lot about performance, acting, that sort of stuff. So sure. I suddenly had tools that I'd never had before. Mm. So that was like a big thing for me is to you know, start a new company, be autonomous, be on my own. And um, there's, something, there's something really exciting about like doing shit on your own, you know, yes, yes, and, exactly. and starting something new and, and new chapters, new books, you know, yes. like you don't read the same book over and over and that's over true. in your life, you yes. know, it's really good to kind of get new experiences. And that, yeah. that really is for me is a big thing. And that's why we want to get into, into film now, it's long you know, long, it's yeah. like a new chapter. It's like, I'm, I'm old, but yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm just starting my career. Sure. I, really, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I seriously feel like I'm just beginning. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've done some cool stuff. Like I've watched your commercials. Your commercials are amazing. You know, um, I was like googling at some point. You know, number one director in, in SA. You know, your name pop up. <laughs> you know, really, I'm, I'm number one directing commercials. Oh, really? In SA, yeah. Your name pop up with some few other directors. That's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Your name pop up. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, I mean, um, I don't know if you remember, but I was there on the initial stages of 0207. Andile. Andile. Help me. Tell me. Remind me. I went to your house. Come went, on. I helped you with a job called, um, with a virgin and active job. No, come on. That was the very first job. That was a very best job. With Cindy Rodkin. Yes, I worked in your house in Landano. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't remember. But, oh, but, but I didn't finish the job with you guys. Okay. But those are just my, my early stages in the industry because I was still in production. Yeah. I was a production coordinator. Those okay. are still my early stages in, 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 in the industry. But then I didn't finish the job with you guys because I think um, there was a producer that came in. Yeah, that was our very first job. Yeah, that was the very first job. Yeah. Yes. And we shot it on a Canon, on Canon, little Canon yes. digital. And using bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We shot it with a friend of mine. Um, what's his name again? Um, Paul Gilpin. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. I actually did some casting as well for that, for, went to music bag, doing uh, some casting. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, that's so that cool. Was, that was like a long time ago. I'm so sorry. And I've grown up now, and now, I'm, and now, like most of the people don't even recognize me because I'm taller and I'm bigger. Because yeah. I was skinny in the early days. <laughs> and I, was skinny. I was very skinny and I didn't have the beard. Okay. You know, so, but yeah, um, no, that's crazy, man. So um, just a quick question. That um, I mean, I always wanted to. I mean, to ask like a director like you, you know, um, have you ever had like a representative, like director's representative, like you would find um, that directors would have like their own representative, like a certain company, like Radical Crews represents crew, yeah. but they don't represent directors. Yeah. They represent like the general crew or set crew, yeah. you know. So have you ever had like a, a representative like that, like company that represents only directors? Yeah. Like, so. I've always been my own representative in South Africa. Sure. But internationally, I'm represented by a number of different companies. So in Germany, we've got four or five people that represent us. Uh, the UK, Spain, Portugal, America, sure. Australia, all over the world, we've got people that represent us. Yeah. And they only represent directors. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. But oh, okay. in, so internationally, yes. Yeah. Uh, when I started in South Africa, I was with Peter Gerd Productions. Um, Peter Gerd Productions. Yeah. Janet Sender was my producer. And she actually pulled me out of stills. She actually oh, really? pulled me out of the fashion industry and said, come, <laughs> you know, let's go make some movies together. Yeah. And it was cool. It was a lot of fun. She was great. She's amazing. Okay, cool. So, okay, so, so, so basically, 
um, your career in South Africa has been represented by your company, which is was Agfum, and then now it's Ultra so yeah. Ultra also. Yeah. So, so you don't have someone from outside your company in South Africa representing you. Not in South Africa. Not in no, South Africa. No, but oh, yeah, overseas, just, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. So, like, I mean, there are so many young and upcoming directors out there. You know what I mean? It's like they, they, I mean, they don't know how to get your first commercial. They don't know how to how to go about in terms of getting. It's easy to get a music video. It's easy to get this and that. But yeah, to yeah. get like a yeah. first, yeah. you know, um, 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 good commercial, like with a good yes. branding, good agencies, you know, like, 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 how does it take for a director to get to the point where they they get their first yeah. directing, you know? So that's a brilliant question. Yeah. Um, and really, my my advice would be to develop a portfolio, for simplistic terms. Sure. To develop a little. Um, box of tricks, you know? Sure. I don't think any production company will take you on and represent you w- without having something to show. Yes. No, no, they won't. You know, like you can, sure. come out of, you can come out of UCT, you can come out of any school after, it doesn't really matter. But if yeah. you haven't got anything to show to prove how good you are and what you can do, where your talent lies. Sure. And, you know, like a lot of the times it's a horrible thing to say, but like directors are kind of like almost seen as commodities, you know, they're, they're, sure. a, they're a cash cow. You know, there's this thing in our business where uh, production companies are looking to make money. That's yeah. why people are, in, that's why they have production companies. They want to make money from them. Yes. They obviously also want to create and produce beautiful work. Yeah. So there is always the hunger, the search for the new up-and-coming kind of like star who's going to make that production company famous and make them a lot of money and get yes. them into the limelight and give them, you know, the presence that they need in the industry. Yeah. So as a new director, you need to produce three, four, five films that really show your ability so, so like, and then pick your, pick your house very carefully. Sure. There are a handful of companies in this country in particular that do remarkable work. Yeah. To get into those companies is tough because the guys that are in those companies are of an exceptional level. Yeah. So you have to produce something remarkable, unique, different, um, or you have to be a phenomenal performance director, you know, that can handle talent, handle actors, handle dialogue, handle performance, you know, that's sure. another thing. Or you've got to have a, like a really remarkable eye. Sure. You know, with, with those skill sets, then you can, it's like a calling card. Yes. That you can go into, go to market and say, hey, giant, hey, romance, yes. you know, like yes. I'm, looking, I'm looking for representation. Yeah. Um, darling, you know, you, you, can, you can go and hit, the, the companies, but you need something to yeah, prove what yes, you do. Yes. Does, that, does that answer your question? Makes, it makes, makes so much sense, but yeah. now... And don't go too soon. Don't go too early. Yeah. You know, make sure you've got, like, brilliant shit. Like, staff picks on Vimeo, that sort of stuff. You know, they, they go a long way, you yes, know? Yes. And if you could put, like, a little showreel together of three or four or five spots that kind of talk so, to your unique talent. Yeah that'll help that production company hit the market and make money. I hear you. So That's what you to, need. Just, just to cut you off, just a, just a little bit. So what kind of content do you need to, I mean, does it have to be specifically like something like, um, like uh, commercials or like it, it can be anything, but as, as long as like it's, it's something that looks creative and looks nice. It's, it's does, a, doesn't, it have, doesn't it have to be anything? Or it's, it's, it's a brilliant question because yeah. you can come at it from a performance perspective. Yeah. 
you could have three or four really amazing performance films. You could come at it from a visual perspective and it could be like really cool street photography and it could, you know, it could sort of talk to the zeitgeist of your, of your, of the, of the era, you know, and, or um, it could be like sort of a a beautiful collection of all of those things sewn into one, or it could be comedy. You know, you could have five spots that are really funny. They don't necessarily need to look good or they could all be conceptual films you know they could be like really really smart ideas that show your intellect yeah so you, you gotta you gotta kind of do what you do yes yes you know yeah exactly. you gotta do what you love doing what you feel and and that's a key thing is to try and do what you love doing what you're good at doing sure you know i, I hear you don't do what you think people want you to do don't do what everybody else is doing. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Sorry, I you love know? that because on our on, on our um, um, last episode, I spoke about that. I said that you know the difference between us, between the, the old directors like you and the new directors, is that old directors like you, they create, and then us as new directors, we want to create from what you guys have, have, have created. You know, so we're doing what you guys are doing. We don't. We we want to do what you guys are doing. We don't do what. You know what I mean? Yeah. What we are best at. That's why, you know? So I love what you just said right yeah. now. That's- and it's interesting because um, I know one or two young guys that are coming up now. Yes. And, you know, we've had the fortune of working with them. Yeah. And I can see they're doing what they want to do. Yeah. They're not doing, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. This stuff is incredible. I mean, I'm just, it's just a matter of time. These, these guys are going to go. Yeah. Know? And it's really cool to see the difference between somebody who does what they want to do and yeah. what they're passionate about and what sure. they really love. Yes. A good example of that is Emily Bardenhorst, you know, who's with romance. She's, she's always just done her own thing. And she started out with a couple of music videos and short films. But she's spoken to her love, her passion of the narrative and of performance yes. and human interaction between people, you know. And, yes. I, and, I, and that's her strength and that's why she's doing so well. Cool. And, yeah, it's just... It's going to be really interesting to watch her career. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now we'll check it out. So, um, just... I mean, she's just one of many yes, that's doing yes, that kind of thing. You yes, know? yes. What's her name again? Emily. Emily, Emily Bardenhorst. Emily, yeah. okay, cool. So, just going back again to, I mean, to you. To you um, like, how did you start? It was, was, like, directing something that... I mean, you were a photographer. You say that. You were a fashion photographer, right? You say were, it again? You were in fashion. Yes, you were a photographer. Yeah. So, but someone that someone else, like a producer, dragged you into, to into 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 commercials, yeah. into commercials. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, starting up, um, as a, as I mean, um, as a director, like, I mean, as a photographer, did you had in your mind? Did you had an idea that okay, listen, this is what I want to do. Like, my long, um, my long goal is to be a film director. Yeah. Is to do films or yeah. just it, to do. It. It was. It. I started out when I was young at. High school. Yeah, I went to like a, a local uh, government school, and I, we, I lived in a little flat in in Ronnebosch. Yeah, and I didn't have any money, so I started out as a usher at the Baxter Theatre. Yes, yes. So while I was still in high school, started eight, nine. I don't think you call him different names now, but that's yeah. what we call him in those days. Yeah, and matric. I worked as an usher in order to be able to buy a skateboard. You know, oh. and that's where I fell in love with performance that's where I fell in love with cinema and then I got involved um, in photography for a number of different reasons and while I was in fashion doing fashion I, I, sorry sorry for taking you back like what were you doing in fashion or like 
I was a photographer. I was oh, a just photographer. photographer. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did, so did, I was working for Elle and Marie Claire and all the, all the fashion magazines, oh, wow. you know, and doing a lot of portfolios and stuff like that. So we did a lot of editorial work. But it, was, it became very evident very quickly that I was super interested in the human interaction yeah. between me and the character. Yeah. And that I wanted to go beyond just that split second. I wanted to go beyond like what, hap- what came before, what Still. happens in the moment, what happens afterwards and what, is, what are the feelings. And it's this thing that, you know, I, I'm very interested in is the, the domino effect of our behavior, you know, on each other. Mm. Like I say something that affects you and how do you react back? And, you know, so that, those sort of like human interactions and things really fascinate me and interest me. And that's the sort of narrative that I'm desperately keen to get involved with, sure. you know, like human behavior, yes. how we affect each other. Yeah. And um, so that became evident fairly quickly while I was a fashion photographer that I wanted to get. So I started, I bought a Bolex. I got a Bolex. I actually got it for my birthday um, present. I, I, I didn't buy it. Somebody gave it to me as my birthday yeah. present. And I shot like a little film for Converse and I just stuck the logo on the end. And then I did one for cool. uh, Perry Ellis and I just did a little moment like with a, with a model and, you know, yes. we shot it around Hot Bay and Landadno in those rocks and stuff like that. And we stuck like a little logo on the end of it. And that, that started That's dope. a little showreel that we developed. And then Janet saw that and heard that I was like That's messing around in film. That's and she dope. said, come, let's do it. It's, it's almost like you, you answered the question that I was about to ask. It's like okay. you're reading my mind. I was about to ask that. Actually, what, what you just answered now, I was about to ask you that. Okay. You know. Um, so now we've got the background of who's Kim and where you started and all of that, what, what you started photographer and all of that. Janet came in and all of that. So now, what, now, now you're a director, like as the director, as a commercial director, you know, um, like when you get the brief, get the brief from, I mean, from an agency or client, whatever, you know, like what's your first, what, like what's like, what's your first thought? You say, okay, listen, we've got this job and here is the brief. Like what's, what's like, what's your um, 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 thought, like um, your, 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 your thought process or process thought or whatever yeah. you may call it, you know, when you get the brief from a client for you to get that job. So it's a great question. I mean, it's really about how to make it as good as possible. What can I bring to this to make it as good as possible? And um, rightly or wrongly so, we will change scripts. We do change scripts. We change endings. We change narratives. We change scenes. We change dialogue. We introduce dialogue. If there's no dialogue, we think we need to. So we've, we've lost a lot of work because we do that. We don't stick to the scripts a lot of the time. We yeah. do whatever we can because at the end of the day, it's your name behind that work. Yeah. So you, you apply a mindset to make it as good and as strong and conceptually relevant, et cetera, et cetera, as you possibly can. So your your primary objective is to make what you've been given as good as it can possibly be. And there's always this thing like, okay, well, what would so-and-so do with it? Or what would so-and-so do with it? There there is that little thing in the back of your head, you know? That's true. And you know that all these great people out there are going to be looking at the work and they're going to be judging the work and they're going to be judging what you did with the work and how you produced the piece. So there's a strong drive, there's a strong impetus and there's a strong trigger to, to really make it as smart and as clever and as beautiful and as edgy and as interesting and as, like, like that's where the reward lies. Mm. So everybody says, oh, film's not about, like, awards, you know? For yes. instance, like, everybody blows off awards. That's not exactly true, in my opinion. That's true. You know, when you do win an award, 
it kind of just like gives you a little pat on the back and says, okay, that well, well done. You know, exactly, you worked yeah. hard. It was worth it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And there's exactly. a recognition amongst the industry that you've actually done something vaguely decent mm. with the project. So awards do count, in my opinion. They do matter, actually. And that's why we have award shows and that's why we enter our work into awards. Sure. Um, it is good to be elevated above the sea of work that's out there yeah. and to stand out, you yeah. know, and to get a fucking little gold <laughs> yeah. chunk of metal in your hand. You yes. know, it, it helps. It really does help. Yeah. It means that you've kind of done something special. Sure. You know? Sure. So for me, awards are quite a big thing, actually. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah. So, um, but it's about doing the best you can do yeah. in, 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 within your capability. Yes. You know? yes. So, like, um, I mean, obviously, you've worked with a lot of, like, agencies and stuff. Um, like, like, what do you think, like, like, when they send you a proof, like, what is it that they're looking for? Are they looking for you, like, to, um, to come up with your own? Like, for instance, I remember when I was um, pitching for, I mean, for the Blood and Water um, EP last year, um, they just sent. They had their own. They had their own um, um, treatment. Yes. Send me the treatment. Yeah. This is what you want to do. Yeah. But you want to see your own treatment. You know what I mean. So, it's really interesting because some creatives, some agencies want you to bring your shit. Yeah. You know that they like. This is this is an idea, but we want your opinion. Some are very clear in what they want sure. some some agencies and and you know for 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 the creatives of the agencies you can imagine like every job is different mm. so sometimes you will come up with a concept and an idea that will speak to the requirements of your client mm. and you'll land an idea and you'll see it very clearly and you don't really want to deviate from that and that's what you want sometimes it's not so easy and it's a little bit vague and you need help you know, so that's why you produce, and it's and it's a moving target. It, it's always different on every job, every brief that we get. It's it's different. Sometimes the work will have been done. The guys are very clear, and that I want you to like mess with it, change it. It's like it's a done deal. Yeah. Sometimes it's not so clear, and you can do it a million ways. You know, it's like if you've got a whole lot of sort of vignettes, you know, yeah. commercials, like different people doing different things. You can, you, can, you can do them a million different ways. Yeah. And a lot of those films in particular are given to directors that will bring something fresh and new and different and not been seen before. Yeah. And that's where, as a director, you need to step up and go, okay, cool, I'll do it like this. I'll, I'll paint it yellow instead of blue. Mm. You know, I'll do it at night instead of in the day and I'll, I'll, I'll work with somebody who's trance instead of, you know, somebody who's male or female yes, or, you yes. know what I mean you can you can start to introduce narratives that they hadn't thought about that no one's thought about that makes the film a little bit more unique and stands out and makes it more interesting and more diverse and you know there's all of those things to take into consideration sure okay cool so now am I, mean, I answering your questions correctly yes okay. I mean more way more than enough okay. trust me okay. trust me even myself as a director like I'm, I'm getting so much from you okay now even myself <laughs> you know what I mean cool. so I can imagine people who, don't, who have no idea about you know Okay. how these things go about, you yeah. know, there's so much that they're going to learn from this. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, some of the other things that you're saying, like, I do have an idea, but I just want to hear, so I want you to tell people, like, like students, you know, people that are up, up, upcoming, people that are doing their own things, yes. you know, starting up in the, want to be a director like yourself. You know what I'm getting to a, to a point where you are, you know, I'm working with big brands, big agencies and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Okay. So, the, I, mean, the, I mean, the answers are amazing. The answers are great. Cool. You know Thank what you. I mean? So now, um, um, the... 
the, I mean, the pitching, I mean, I mean, the pitching phase is done. You get the job. What now? What's uh-huh. next? You get the job. Client calls and says, get that email. Okay, we like you, want to work with you. So what's the next step for you as a director? So the thing for, for, for what I do is the door is always open. You know, like a lot of the work we do is conceptual and obviously very, a lot of performance work. So you then get the actors in. And you need to be open to improvisation and to the fact that the actors are going to come with something, you know. Mm-hmm. And the crucial thing is making the right decision about the right actor. Because if you bring the right actor onto a set, you will be able to explore range, you'll be able to explore yeah. improvisation, and the script can change while you're working. Yeah. So it's creating an environment where everybody embraces that, that whatever you do, you have a goal, you have an idea, you know what you want, you've got the storyboard, you've got the, like, the timings are done, you've got an idea of what the music's going to be like, what yes. the tone's going to be like, what the concept's all about. But there's always like... Okay, so I mean, so just for people who don't understand, I mean, the tone and the music and all of that, it all goes into, into a treatment, right? Yes. When you're pitching to the, when you're pitching yeah. to the, to the client, yeah. Yeah. when you pitch the client, you, you put all that into, into the treatment. Yes. And then by the time the client confirms you, yes. that has already been established. So that's been established. Then you go and you scout, and you yeah. find your locations, which could change the narrative. Yeah. You go and cast, which could change the narratives. Yeah. And you start storyboarding. And when you start to storyboard, you go, go, oh, hang on a minute, I could go there, I could do this, so that it can change. Yeah. And the, the secret is when you're doing your treatment is to always produce a treatment that everybody knows that this thing's going to develop. Yeah. Don't go, it's going to, it's going to be like that. Yes, you know? yes. Make sure that there's a little organic room to, mo- to move and improvise yes, and yes, grow yes. And, and improve and, and always hide it or kind of like position it yeah. with the intent to improve. Yes. That's my recommendation. Uh, yeah, yes. So that there's space to move. You don't, uh, the worst and the most dangerous thing you could potentially do is to sell it an idea and say, it's gonna go from A to Z exactly like that. Mm. And then halfway through you realize, well, maybe, you know, ENF is not that good, you so, know? So and I wanna uh, change these sorry, things, but so, now you can't. Sorry for cutting you. So, so, so I mean, for, for those who don't, who don't know, like, Directors that are young and upcoming will understand or know what's what's the um, the treatment is, you know. So we'll we'll be putting like some pictures, like some roughly pictures, you know, um, on the next maybe on the next slide or something, you know. We'll see how we do so that we can get an idea of what the treatment is, what the treatment, what we are talking about, or maybe you can also do in, you know, your own, um, 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 you know, um, research on on the treatment. Yeah. So. So, so you want me to talk about treatments? No, 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 no. I was just, I was just saying it out there, you know. Okay. What, for those who don't understand what the treatment is, so we're putting it up on the, on the, on the, on the screen. Yeah, the, know, I mean, what, the, what the, is, the treatment is like sort of almost as important as the actual film because that's where yeah. you need to see what, what you're going to produce. You need to see the film. Yeah. Um, and you need to be clear and sure that you can do it within the time frame and particularly for the money that you've been given for the, for the budget. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of scripts get written with no kind of uh, correlation or connection to the budget. Yeah. <laughs> so you get given the script, but there's only so much money and it's almost impossible yeah. to, to make. You exactly. know? So then you've got to readjust, rethink, and then sell that idea that's affordable yeah. to the agency and to the client. That's a big thing. Yes. You know? So 
there's, there's a couple of things that you have to do when writing a treatment. You know, you have to be able to sell the vision of what the film looks like. You have to be able to sell it confidently within the constraints of the budget that you've been given and within the constraints of the timeline that you've been given to produce the film. Yeah. So if they want it like in two weeks' time, but you can't cast it, like scout it and produce it in two weeks, don't say yes because <laughs> you're going to get yourself into serious trouble. And because yeah. once you've said yes, yeah. the reins are in your... your or your hands. Yeah, exactly. They will turn around and say, but hang on a minute, you, you know, we agreed that you could do this. Talks, yeah. So that is, you've got to be, you've got, it's not just about writing a treatment, you've got to think about all the logistics behind producing the film as well. Yeah, you know, yes, You've got yes. to be cognizant of that. Don't hand that over to the producers to run for you and manage for you. As a director, be involved with the budget. Know what you can get and can afford. Don't, I've, yeah. Don't just yeah. yeah get involved with the budget. You, you are I, I think it's healthy. You are talking to me right now. <laughs> I think it's healthy. <laughs> you got to know how much money you've got in order to make a film yeah. because you could be painting this whole picture in your head. Yeah. But there's only like ten rand. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that that's going to kill you, and it's going to demoralize you, and it's going to break you. And I learned that at a very early age. Yeah. Know what you've got to work with, and then apply that. Trust me, I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. The way I, I had to, the way I learned it. Yeah. It was the hardest way ever. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think you've got to be cognizant of the budget. Yeah, you know, as a director, way. you've got to be responsible. You can be a creative fruitcake and just go out there and like, you know, wear yeah. the clothes and have a jaw and yeah. you just assume that that's all been taken. But there are going to be times and that's going to bite you. Yes. Because you haven't, there's been no communication, there's been no dialogue. Yes. Or su suddenly you're like on this mission and you're halfway down the road and you want to do it, you know, in a certain way and somebody says, but we can't afford that. Yeah. And there's your shot that's crucial to this film that you've sold as a conceptual segue into another moment in the beat, you know, of the film and then you can't afford it. Yeah. You've got to be careful of that. Yeah. So a good producer-director relationship, critical producer-director relationship is one that starts right from the treatment when producers and directors talk to each other. They look at the treatment, they produce a, a prospective schedule and they look at the numbers and they go, can we do this? Can we afford it? Is it a one day shoot? Is it a two day shoot? Can we shoot nights? Can we go, you know, can we get into 16 hours days? Mm -hmm. You know, can we afford that? You got to talk to each other. You got to look after each other. You got to help each other. It's important that you, you're involved with the, that business side of it as well as sure. the creative side of it. Yes, I yes. think just to look after yourself. Yeah, that's my advice. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a great advice. And then and then um and then you put everything. Now you're going like let's say you're shooting tomorrow. And then what's your thought process like? You know, like your preparation for I mean for for your shoot now. You've done all the preps pre-production. Yeah. Now we're talking about production. What's your I mean I mean your your your, your process your process thought like when you come now? I'm shooting tomorrow. Like what, what comes into your mind? You've done the Ricky, you've done production so, Ricky, you've done, and then now you're shooting tomorrow. Yeah, look, the two, three days before a shoot are my like absolute worst times of my life. You yeah. know, I get completely freaked out and I get really hyper and very, yeah. very, very touchy. You know? <laughs> it's like when we get into like a big job, Yeah, that's where all the homework has to be signed off done and signed off if you haven't done your homework and you're not ready and that's where you start to like check all the minutiae of the job has this been done have i thought about this is this ready is this gonna happen and that's 
a very stressful time of the job for me anyway. Yes. So the night before the job, I rarely sleep. I kind of go to bed with my notes and I like write everything down and I make sure that everything's in place. And I'll probably send emails out at three o'clock in the morning saying, fuck, we forgot about this, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a, a crucial time. Those three days before you shoot, it just the build-up just gets insane. Yes. And it's like, fuck, have I got this? Have I got that? Is that done? Is this fine? Is this okay? Yes. Will that work? Was that, should, should I have changed that idea, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's dynamic. It's amazing because life is not vanilla by any means exactly. because of this. It's this incredible highs and lows. And then when you come off the shoot, you have this like post-shoot sort of like, you don't know what to do with yourself, you know? It's like, you're so high. Uh, That's wild. It's amazing. You kind of go home and everybody's operating at a certain level and you're like <laughs> charging to the car, you know? Yeah. You're still high. You're still yeah, up there. Yeah. It's cool. It's very cool. No, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's great. Um, I mean, I mean, we've, we've almost covered almost everything, you know what I mean? Okay, cool. Um, I mean, that I could possibly thought of, you yeah. know. Um, Thanks, um, now. So now, like, just, just, I mean, just the last question, you know, um, which is, 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 is every single department important to you as a director? Yeah. To, to fo- I mean, to focus on? Absolutely. I mean, or um, would you rather, or maybe, like, for instance, your DOP, Careful, your, your cheek creeps. Are those the, or maybe your stylist, you know? No, every, everybody's important. Everybody's equally important. You know, you could have the best DP in the world. Yeah. But if you've got shit styling, yeah. it's going to look like crap. If the lighting's crap, it's going to look like crap. If the grip doesn't know what he's doing and the camera doesn't move the way it's supposed to move, it's going to look like crap. Yeah. So I think it is about the sum of all the parts coming together and the choice of those people is crucial that you have the, the best family working on a project that sure. work with you, collaborate with you, are all equally as talented, you know. It's, of course, a DP makes an insane difference, yeah. you know, and has, has a massive importance to play on a job because of their eye, their aesthetic, the way they work. Some, some DPs are very fast and, you know, can see stuff immediately and just have it, you know. Others need a little bit more time or a little bit more, you know, they like to work with a dolly. Others mm. can be, you know what I mean? It's like yes. you've, you've also got to make your choices regarding your crew based on the project and what you're looking for. Sure. Um, one of the things that I learned early was that I didn't want any of my work to look the same. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted every project to look different. Yeah. So if you look at our showreel, you'll... There's, you won't know who shot what. Exactly, yeah. It's all different. That's true. And it's like, I'm not very good at repetition. So I don't, I don't if, I, if I've done one Coca-Cola ad, I find it very hard to go back and do another one. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I want something different. I want something new constantly yeah, yeah. to just keep it alive, keep the yeah. fire going, you know? Um, and sense. if we do do another Coca-Cola job, fuck it, we've got to do it in black and white next time. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we've got to just... just Break it, change it, shake the fucking heart, too, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, last question, I mean, before, you know, we just we, we let you go, you know, um, just last question. Um, like, I mean, there are some young and upcoming directors out there, you know. Um, there are those who, who are in school right now, studying directing, those who just finished school now, yeah. they, they don't know what to do, but they don't know what's their next step. There are those who, who didn't even go to school, they just shot maybe their own indie film. They don't know what to do you know, and they're just starting up, you know, what would be your advice to them? Or, or it, it's even like someone 
somewhere. They don't even know what to do. They want to be a director. They, they're very interested in this thing called a director. Yeah. It looks cool, but they don't know what to do. They don't Look, have money to go to school. It's a brilliant question. They don't know what to do. Um, there is a school, a mindset to follow your dream, follow your passion. And there are all these sort of like human sort of ideas and constructs about like living the now, don't, don't think about the future and all sure. of that sort of stuff. But Andili, you and I both know that that's a lot of bullshit. Because <laughs> as, as you were talking, I was thinking about that right now. Because you, we do need to think about how we're going to feed ourselves. Exactly. In 10 years' time. Yeah. You know, let's be frank. We might have a wife, we might have children. He's, he's got to sort that shit out. Exactly. So if you want to just be a creative out there following your dream and your passion, that's cool. Yeah. But you also need to be cognizant about your life, your yeah. journey, where you want to be in 10 years' time. What does 60-year-old Andile want to tell 30-year-old Andile today? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you, you want to be cognizant about where you want to be one day. Exactly. So whatever you do today, just I think you've got to kind of think about where you want to go, where you want to be, what kind of work you want to be doing. Sure. Who you want to be associated with. Um, I don't know if that's answering your question. I think for me, it's just about being cognizant of yes. what you want out of life. Yes. Beyond so, your career and how your career mm-hmm. can facilitate that yes. and help you. Yes. So, so I'm, I'm just going to talk about myself. I'm just going to rephrase this. I think I, I spoke about this on the last episode. Like my journey was like kind of different because I, went, I studied drama. I wanted to be an actor. But then obviously I dropped out of school. On my, on my third year because yeah. of financial issues. Dropped out of school and then um, Sonja Tehost, a producer, yes. um, took me in, you yeah. know, um, on her wing and then mentored me and then he threw me to jail I mean, as, as a PA. And then I, I worked with Sonja for some time and as a PA and then uh, Sonja called Gary and said, you need to join an agent, you know, to learn more. And then yeah. I went to Radical and then I, that's where things started to happen for me. Yeah. And then from there I met a, an AD called Martin Palmer and then Martin Palmer took me under her wing. I'm sort of under his wing. Um, There's a training AD, third AD, second, second AD on movies, and a second AD, you know, yeah. um, and all of that. And then from there, I started doing my own things, started like doing my GOP stuff. I was doing, interested in that. So that's how my journey went, yeah. you know. Yeah. Someone took me from the beginning, you know what I mean? So for, yeah. someone, like, for someone else, like who, 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 who is not as fortunate as I can say I was, yes. meeting someone like Sonja, yeah. to introduce them to the industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, then they want to be in the industry. They want to follow their dreams and be in the industry and start, you know, like what, what would be your, 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 I mean, your advice to them? And they want, they, they, they want to, but they don't know who to talk to. You know, and they've sent emails. No one is responding to them. Whew, that's a tough question. I mean, I, I think you've just got to keep knocking on the door. I remember when I started, I, I had a really old fucked up car and it took me three days to get to Joburg yeah and I spent three days, three days. <laughs> I think it could only travel at like 40 or 50 k's an hour but it took me three days to get there yeah and um, I sat for two months in Joburg slept on the floor in a house and every day I would get on the phone and I would phone production companies jeez yeah and I'd find him again, and I'd find him again, and that's how I started 
in the industry as a PA. And eventually I got a job as a PA for uh, a company called Movie Makers mm -hmm. and David Feltman Productions. And that's where I met Ian Gabriel and Cindy and Keith Rose and all those people. Yeah. But I started working for Ian and Cindy as a PA. And, but it took me two months every day. And I would get, have afternoons where I was so depressed. I'd go and walk. Uh, I lived in Hilbra. I lived in, in, Berea. in Berea. And I'd walk to the park between Hilbra I mean, and Berea. Great. I mean, it's great to talk about these things, you know, especially for a director like you. Yeah. You know, they know where you're coming from. They know yeah. you, you know. So I'm, I, I'm really excited to hear that. I had absolutely no money. And there was a woman by the name of Deborah Harris who did music videos. And I got lucky. I, I got in with her as a PA mm. as well. And I managed to direct, I think, two or three music videos with yeah. her, through her. And um, that started the whole thing, you know. And I, answers the question. I shot stalls while I was there. I, did, I hustled. I did whatever I could. I did model portfolios. I worked as a PA. I, I, geez, I did That's everything. I, Jacko you know, Angelini, you know. I was yes. his runner. Yes. Greg Gray was, was my AD. I was his PA <laughs> for a long time. Right? Yes, I, mean, I really shut myself to get work, but a, a good two months of hustling. That's great. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, you, I mean, you cannot answer it any better than that. Okay, cool. You, know, you cannot answer You've got to keep knocking, man. You've got to keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially I mean, if you want it. Especially you know? something coming there from someone like you. Yeah. You know, I'm sure someone else there, you know, was on the same position that I just spoke about now. Yeah. That would be, you know, motivated and be encouraged to hear that. You know what I mean? You keep knocking. You don't know anyone in the industry. Introduce yourself so that yeah. people know you. You've got to. You know, so. And you've got to keep, keep banging on the doors. And yeah. then what will happen is you'll find somebody that you have synergy with. Exactly. That connects with you, sees your potential. And that will be your segue. Exactly. You know, that'll be the, the door opening. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kim, um, yeah, I mean, you've answered everything. And some of your, I mean, your, your answers, like, were, I mean, they even made it easy for me. Because okay, you were answering things that I was thinking I'm going to ask you now. And then okay, you were good. answering on the go. You know what I mean? So thank, thank you. you so much, Kim, for, I mean, for coming through on this um, episode. Um, we truly appreciate you. And, um, you know, I was, like, saying this morning that, you know, at some point, I mean, at some point in this podcast, you know, when we have some people like you who have done so much for the industry, have contributed so much for the industry, you know, we, you know, we, we have to like have like some sort of like a bowl of flowers, you know, when they come and then it ends and then we stay here, but, it, but we start, we're still starting up. No, the coffee you know? was perfect. <laughs> you know, so Kim, thank you so much. Man. It's a pleasure. Truly man. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so I much for it. coming through. Thanks, thank man. you so much. Yeah. Thanks. So guys, that was it for this episode. Um, hope you enjoy. That was Kim Holden Ace, um, one of the directors that I respect in the industry. You know, um, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Andy.